episode of Double Thought Dimension. I'm your host, Eric. Today we're joined by Tony, uh, clip-wise only though. Um, I'm sure you heard the comical penis purse clip that Turbo Faggot sent in. Uh, I thought I would start off the episode with that today. Um, <laughs> every time I hear that clip, I can't help but laugh. Earlier when I was just uh, testing out the audio, my daughter heard the clip and she said, Dad, what is wrong with you? So that's how I know that um, <laughs> the clip must be good if my daughter is uh, making fun of me. Okay, well, today's episode is going to be about everyday carry, hence the penis purse. Tony nicknamed my fanny pack that I use the penis purse because typically when you put a fanny pack on the front, it covers your penis. <laughs> so that's her moniker for the... Um, fanny pack. Uh, but before we get into the episode, I would like to thank our producers. Number one producer that we're thanking for this episode is Cassie. Cassie came in with $30 on February 26th. She is a longtime friend and supporter um, of Tony and myself, and we greatly appreciate the donation as well as all the uh, support in other realms as only she would know. Thank you very much, and it is very muchly appreciated. Next on the producer, next uh, executive producer is Stace. Uh, she came in with $25 on February 25th. We greatly appreciate the donation and uh, always glad to have a uh, producer. Um, willing to support the show in a, in a financial means. It definitely helps out our morale heavily. So thank you to Stace for sending out $25 on February 25th. Uh, we'd also like to thank everyone on the Behind the Schemes um, chat on Mondays, as well as Booberry and Lavish from Behind the Schemes for their continued support and help um, just with lots of different types of questions and uh, helping us get on to the No Agenda stream. Um, next, I would like to thank Turbo Faggot for sending in his emails. Uh, I always like the emails. Thanks, thanks again. Um, I'd like to thank also Sir Bimrose from the No Agenda stream. He curates the stream, and I don't know if it was who if he just decided to put us on uh, after the last Thursday's episode um, directly after No Agenda. But if that was if he did that, we greatly appreciate that. That is uh, awesome, and we did not expect that to be the case. So thank you, Sir Bimrose, for putting us on uh, after No Agenda on Thursday last week. It was uh, quite the shock when I was listening in my truck. I was at a local hardware store waiting to go in, and uh, the show was about to wrap up. And uh, Adam came on saying, "Next up on the stream is Double Thought Dimension." So it was definitely a pretty cool thing to have happen uh, without I, I had no clue that that was the case so thanks again Sir Bimrose and I would also like to thank any Canadian listeners uh, I noticed that some people have been listening and going to the website from Canada thanks for your support and your uh, willingness to check out my podcast and check out uh, what's going on here in the United States we definitely are especially since I'm here in Wisconsin we're pretty close culturally as to, as far as uh, how we view the world. So I think, um, yeah, it's cool to see Canadian listeners or at least Canadian people checking out the website. Um, also noticed some people from the UK and uh, Australia have been checking out the website and possibly the podcast. So anyone listening in foreign lands, uh, thank you for listening. Um, anyone listening in Ukraine or deployed if there's anyone right now listening who's deployed and is, uh, you know, living, sleeping on a cot, uh, eating MREs, um, smoking a thousand cigarettes a day and um, doing different types of patrols and, uh, you know, pulling security, I 
stand with you. I know the shittiness of that type of situation, especially in Ukraine. Um, I, I never been to Ukraine, but I was stationed in Germany for three years, and it's cold and it sucks at this in this time of year. So anyone out there listening, if you're in uh, Eastern Bloc country, if you're fighting, if you're, um, you know, if you got your kid on and you're all you're worried about is eat, sleep and your uh, weapon, this episode is um, going out to you in heart, in spirit. Um, I learned all of my ideas and thoughts about preparedness from being in the army so this episode is, you know, about my everyday carry, just what I have on my body or just in my truck or whatever each day. And all of that stemmed from my time in the Army. So thank you all listeners who are deployed right now fighting. Um, it sucks and um, I know the pain and the boredom and the uh, the wondering, you know, if a, the next mortar is going to come or or what might happen you know but uh just keep the faith and you know there's a bullet out there for everyone uh hopefully today is not the day um all right uh yeah i guess we'll just go ahead and get right into the episode now um so everyday carry up until i would say five years ago i never heard the term edc to me, this was a foreign concept. I still did the same type of stuff. I just didn't know that EDC was like an acronym because I just do my own thing. I'm not really that interested in social media and whatnot. So, um, but eventually I found out what that actually meant and um, started to get into a few more different types of preparedness type things and uh, get back into firearms and, uh, you know, concealed carry um, weapons and holsters and uh, the whole thing that goes along with that type of mindset. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting if anyone is listening that is is into that type of stuff, then um, this episode's for you because I know I listen to a lot of conspiracy podcasts and lots of different types of podcasts and I'm always kind of wondering what their thoughts are about as far as preparedness and just what they would do each day and uh this this is what i do so step one i'm going to talk about my fanny pack so i carry a spiritus systems fanny sack it's called it's the mark three um i personally really like spiritus systems the company their designs are simple uh, but yet durable and affordable price points. I have the uh, bank robber chest rig, the multiple fanny sacks, their uh, Nalgene water bottles, a hat, um, a few patches, a few different things. Uh, Everything that the company does, uh, it works for me because I'm a simple, I'm fine with simple things. I don't need fancy or expensive shit. Um, so my fanny sack is just a OD green fanny sack. Um, <laughs> it's nothing uh, fancy about it, but it's got everything I need and, it, and it's um, big enough to put all the things uh, that I can that I would use in there, but not so big that I'm putting too much shit in there. It's like the perfect size between being um, bigger than my wallet, but letter, less than a, uh, carrying a backpack. So I can carry all the things I need in my fanny sack without having to worry about carrying a wallet. And then I could still conceal carry my Glock um, inside the waistband just fine without feeling like I'm over encumbered. Penis purse. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Tony named the my fanny sack the penis purse. And I thought that was uh, funny. And it's definitely funny when she calls it that when we're out in public or something. Uh, because no one knows what the hell she's talking about. Penis purse! <laughs> yeah, in the front zipper, I carry all of my pertinent cards. So my ID card, my credit and debit cards, driver's license, concealed carry permit, my VA ID, and my journeyman's license. I also carry my cash, if I have any cash, or 
any other flat types of items I carry in that front zipper. Uh, in the main pouch, I carry multiple different types of stuff. Uh, sometimes it changes, but usually I always have these things in there. Um, I have a universal key tool, which has a little pipe on it, a flathead, a bottle opener, and some nut drivers. This just looks like a key, but it's thicker, and it's got lots of different little tools on it. And if it really came down to it, I could use that key to do lots of different things. And it's just handy to have um, in an emergency. Next thing I have is a Phillips tip for a drill. Uh, I, I find this useful because there's been lots of times in life where I were, was somewhere and I needed a, um, I had lost my Phillips tip for my Milwaukee 12 volt drill. And carrying an extra one just is a good idea if you are a handyman of any kind or you're a tradesman of any kind. It just, you always need a Phillips tip, uh, I've noticed. Um, also, I've got one paper clip, uh, a carabiner, a uh, roll of electrical tape. So the roll of electrical tape comes in handy for lots of different types of things. Um, I use electrical tape primarily when I'm, you know, doing electrical work, obviously, to tape wire together, um, to tape the ends of wires, to identify wires based on the phase. Um, but the main thing I use electrical tape for is when I accidentally cut my fingers with my razor knife, because you can quickly pull out your tape, wrap your finger with the tape, and now you stop the bleeding, and you can wait to go take a look at it. I've got a first aid kit in the van. But my electrical tape always works because I always have electrical tape on me at all times. So electrical tape always is going to be something that I go to more so than duct tape because duct tape is too big. Electrical tape is a, the perfect size and you got a million different uses uh, in a pinch. Uh, the ex next thing I have is an extra key ring, uh, just the thing that holds the keys on. I found this useful in lots of different uh, scenarios. But it's always good to have a spare one in case you need to disband, uh, abandon one of your keys or give a key to someone else. You can put it on a ring and uh, identify it so it's easy to remember. Um, I've got some rubber bands in there. Rubber bands are great for all kinds of things. I mean, what can't you use a rubber band for? But I've got at least five um, small to medium-sized rubber bands uh, for securing uh, various items. I also have a piece of shungite which is like that rock that supposedly keeps EMF away from you. Um, I really don't know if it works or what, but it's just, it's a cool rock. I like it, so I put it in there. I also have one twist tie, like for bread. Um, I don't know why, I just put it in there. It could come in use at some point. Um, I also have a standard size Sharpie, a Milwaukee fat Sharpie, uh, Carmex, um, the Carmex I prefer to use over chapstick because Carmex will work good and the tube will last forever. Um, I've had the same tube probably for five years and then I just had to buy a new one re recently. Um, then I have a plastic butter knife in there. That's still in there because I had taken it with us well, when we went on vacation because we had brought some uh, peanut butter and uh, bread to make sandwiches. So I just put that in my fanny pack to, so I would, it would be easy just to pull out the, the butter knife, put some peanut butter on a piece of bread and now you got a meal. Um, but it's still in there cause it fits in there fine. And you know, it could come in handy at some point. Also have a ballpoint pen, um, drink tokens for local bars that, I, that I've collected and about $3 in spare change. Um, you know, quarters, pennies, nickels, dimes, etc. Um, you never know when your kids are going to want to buy some stickers or going to want to use the claw machine. So I always have <laughs> spare change for that reason. Um, and then I always have a Bic lighter in my fanny pack. I usually carry one Bic in the fanny pack and one in my pocket. Um, Bics are great because they're inexpensive and they last forever and it's hard to fuck them up. Um, you can't really ruin a Bic lighter. It's just so versatile and so easy to use. Okay, that does it for my 
um, fanny pack. That's basically all I keep in there. Sometimes there might be other things in there, sometimes not. Um, Penis purse! <laughs> I personally don't use my fanny pack for concealed carry because I carry a Glock 17 and I just find that for me, it's easier to just do the regular concealed carry inside my inside the waistband rather than putting it in my fanny pack. I don't know. Uh, just It just works for me. Some people use the fanny pack purely for their concealed carry weapon, but if maybe if I had a um, Glock 43X or, you know, a sm smaller sized um, handgun, I, I would use it for that. But uh, since I like to carry my Glock 17, I prefer just to use my fanny pack for the fanny pack reason rather than conceal carry, um, you know, just personal preference. Penis purse! <laughs> okay, now next I'm going to talk about what I carry on just in my, in my pants when I'm just every day when I wake up and get dressed. These are the things that I put in my pants, um, just a daily thing. First item, my keys. I carry my keys on an 8 inch 550 cord loop stuffed into my right pocket. Um, on my keychain are my truck keys, a key to most square D electrical panels, and a bottle opener. Um, I carry the electrical panel keys because I'm an electrician and it's annoying when a panel cover is locked. Um, sometimes you go to schools or other types of uh, places where they have kids and they'll lock their electrical panels to keep the kids out. So oftentimes, you, in order to open the panels, you'll have to go find the maintenance guy. But trying to find the maintenance guy in a school is hard oftentimes. So I just carry a spare square D electrical key so that I can uh, just get into any electrical panel myself without having to call the electrician or ha without having to call the maintenance guy. Um, it's just It's worked for me, and I've been doing it for years. Um, I carry the bottle opener because it's always wise to have a bottle opener on you, um, just in a, in social, social situations. Everybody loves the guy with a bottle opener when it's time to drink beer. Um, you know, when you'll never know when you might need to open a beer or any type of drink that's not twist off. And if you can be an asset in a situation, it's bet why not, you know, and it's not, uh, my bottle opener is small. It's, it's easy to. It's not like it's taking up space on my um, key ring. <laughs> it's uh, small. It's made in the USA, and it'll last a hundred years. So I carry it with me everywhere I go. However, I almost ever never use my um, bottle opener. I almost always use end up using a bic, um, but. It, I don't know. For some reason, I just always go for the, the lighter uh, instead of my bottle opener whenever I'm opening a, a bottle. But um, I do have the bottle opener just in case. Second item is a flashlight. I carry a solitaire LED keychain flashlight by Maglite. It's a super small light with a two-inch lanyard. I carry this because it's only like 10 bucks, and I've had about three and uh, so far because they're small but they're inexpensive so i don't want to carry around a hundred dollar light that i'll lose somewhere i carry the flash you know why would i want it's cool to have an, a fancy flashlight but i don't want to carry that around all the time because i know that i'll end up losing it because i've lost so many flashlights in the past so i just prefer to use my little tiny mag light and it's brighter than shit and it's it's really small too um, so I use it to see in dark places obviously uh, another thing you could use a flashlight is for to like if you're about to get into a fight or someone's um, threatening you you could take your flashlight out and just temporarily blind the opponent uh, which would give you some time to either make a move or get the hell out of there um, but I have only used it as a regular purpose I'm assuming you could try to use it like that, but um, I just never have had to. Next item is my purple Bic lighter. My favorite color is purple, so I always carry a purple Bic. It's just my thing. I don't know. 
Um, whenever I get a new BIC, I take the sticker off and remove the child safety thing. I've done this for years and it stems from when I used to be a smoker. Um, I just hate the child safety thing. It makes it harder. I, I just, I don't know. I, I always take it off instantly and take the um, barcode sticker off. Um, I don't know. To me, I just have to, everything I have, I want it to be my own. Like, it has to be unique and specialized to me. Um, so sometimes I'll put my own sticker on the BIC or I'll write shit on there or whatever. But um, it's always a purple BIC. Um, another thing you could use a lighter for is a bottle opener, as I described. Um, if you do not know how to open a bottle with a lighter, you need to learn because it's a vital skill. <laughs> um, step one, put your right hand around the bottle and put it right up uh, to the edge of the bottle cap. Then stick the BIC into your index finger very tightly between the bottle cap and your and the lighter. Then uh, all you do, pull your hand down and the bottle cap goes up. Um, it's vital to uh, be able to know how to do that. <laughs> I, I just think, um, I don't know. If you don't know how to do it, figure it out. Um, you can also use a lighter as a fist pack. Um, so if you're getting a, a fight and you're about to um, you know, say you have to just get in a fight real quick and run away. Uh, you could use a fist pack in your hand, uh, which will make the punch hurt. It's more solid. It will help you from breaking any fingers. And um, it could be a knockout punch if you do it right. And then you have time to run away. Um, the other thing uh, lighter is great for is burning the ends of a cord and rope. Uh, you never know. I, I've been out just with the kids and the kids um, tore their shoelace or something and I ended up having to burn, cut their um, shoelace, burn the end of it and fix their thing. So yeah, that's the other reason. Obviously for cigarettes too, you could use it to light cigarettes. Um, another thing, it's kind of similar to the bottle opener thing. You, If someone needs a light and you've got one, now you've just won over that person. <laughs> So it's always just, it's just better to be an asset than someone who is a liability. Um, next item is Sharpie. Sharpie and ballpoint pen. I always carry a Sharpie and I always carry a pen. Um, usually I have two pens and one Sharpie in my left front pocket at all times. Um, I am an electrician by trade and a Sharpie is used like 200 times a day. Um, I use it to mark pipe to cut. I use it to mark pipe to bend the pipe. Um, use it to write on tape when doing the circuits for um, conductors. Uh, and I also use it to remember measurements. You know, like say I need to bend a pipe. I need to bend a stub 90 at 16 inches. I'll just write 16 inches stub and then, you know, with offset starting at 36 inches or whatever. I'll just write that on my hand uh, with a Sharpie. So a Sharpie can come in uh, use lots of different things. Um, it's always good to have one. Uh, next item is cloth. Cloth to clean my glasses. Um, it's always annoying if you get shit all over your glasses and you have to use your shirt to clean it because sometimes your shirt doesn't do a good job. So I prefer just to have one of those... Um, glasses cleaner glasses um, cloth in my pocket at all times and it also works for photo camera lenses and optics and um, rear, rear view backup cameras uh, lots of times my uh, Tony's car won't um, her backup camera will be um, just can't see shit out of it so I'll have to get out of the car and then go wipe her camera lens off but I don't want to fuck it up so I just use my cloth that I've got to clean my glasses which is always in my pocket next item pocket knife uh, I carry the Cricut igniter this knife is fairly inexpensive I think it's at like 30 bucks and it's sharp enough um, I don't have any training with knife fighting so this knife is purely for cutting shit open 
Um, I could use it defensively, I guess, but I would opt to defuse the situation or break contact instead. I carry the knife in my right pocket with the standard clip. Um, I know that this shows that I'm carrying a knife, but where I live in Wisconsin, it, this is normal. Everyone has a knife in their pocket. Uh, so I don't feel like I'm really saying like anything by doing that. It's not really, um, it's not like open carrying a firearm. In this region, literally everyone, that every male at least, has a pocket knife um, with the clip exposed. So I just do the same thing because it's um, it works for me and I can get the knife fast enough and uh, the knife is cheap enough that if I lose it, I'm not going to be mad. And it's sharp enough that it can get basically any job done. I can't really think of something it can't do that I would need it to do. I've used it to uh, be a screwdriver. I've used it to um, for wire for lots of different reasons. So cutting boxes open, whatnot. Um, I also carry a Uncle Henry little pocket knife in my left pocket as well um, because I never use this knife. It's always really sharp. And it, it comes in handy for like those special situations where you might need like a really sharp knife to do something. So I always have that knife on me as well. Next item is the Glock 17. Um, I carry a Glock 17 because it fits just fine. Um, I have a Raven Concealment Eidolon um, inside the waistband holster. This holster works fine for me. It wasn't that much. And... I've never had any issues with it. Um, I carry the Glock in a appendix carry. Um, this it, this works best for me. At first, it seemed it was kind of uncomfortable, but after I got used to it, it doesn't really bother me anymore. Um, and yeah, lots of people carry like a, a smaller size pistol, but for me, the Glock 17 works. And I am not carrying a Glock for. I'm only carrying for extreme absolute emergency. So that's why why I feel like the 17 rounds I've got is going is going to be enough to accomplish whatever I have to do in an emergency. You know, so like a active shooter, an armed violent mob that has already fired at me or something, total collapse of society, um or a violent gun or knife engagement towards my family members. That's really the only time I would ever draw a pistol um i would never draw it for any other reason so that's why i feel like the glock 17 is to me i view it purely just like my um it's just a tool it's just like my pocket knife i only take it out when i need it and i've never had to take it out and i never would take it out only in these types of situations that i described so i feel like 17 rounds is enough to either get me out of the situation or get me a higher caliber weapon. Um, if I had to use my pistol, I could use it to um, get more or more ammo or whatever I had to do. So yeah, uh, that's why I carry the Glock 17 as opposed to like a Glock 43 or like a 380 or, um, or like a revolver or anything like that. I just feel the, it's to me, it's like, there's three standards, um, like a Glock 17 pistol, um, an AR-15 for your uh, rifle, um, the Remington 870 uh, for a shotgun, and um, you know Remington 700, 308 caliber for um, long range. Uh, if you've got those four things, oh, and a 22. Um, a small caliber uh, semi-automatic 22 for small game. If you have those four weapons, you're basically good in any situation. Um, <laughs> you could obviously have more, and there's nothing wrong with having a thousand weapons or only those four. But if you've got those four, you're going to be prepared in virtually any situation. So, uh, yeah, that's why I carry the Glock 17. It's just a extremely reliable extremely easy to use and um it's always going to work no matter what's going on 
dirty or clean, um, raining, no matter what the situation, my Glock is always going to fire. Same thing as the, my AR-15 and the long range. Everything is going to work when I need it to work without any issues. It might not be the best. It might not be the fanciest, but you know, the weapon is all only as good as the the shooter. So it's like a skate. It's like skateboarding. Um, if you give uh, Eric Costin or Arto Sari or Tom Penny a shitty skateboard, they could still make the make it happen. Um, but if you give the best skateboard in the world to someone who can't skate, then it's it's a useless piece of wood. Same thing with a with a handgun. In the right hands, it's a miracle tool. In the wrong hands, it's like dynamite. So yeah, uh, that's everything I carry on my body physically. My between my fanny pack, penis purse, <laughs> penis purse, <laughs> penis purse, and then on my body in my pockets um so yeah that's all about that and the next thing i wanted to talk about is what i've got in my truck um i didn't really realize how much i had going on as far as things i carry until i started writing them down but yeah it's quite a bit uh but i'm i think i'm prepared in most situations so these are the things in my truck I have a Toyota Tacoma, uh, 2015 Toyota Tacoma, um, six-speed manual transmission, uh, V6 4.0 liter. Um, it's got a just regular like winter tires with a camper shell on the back. Um, this this vehicle has worked perfectly for me um, since I bought it in 2015. I've gotten in multiple situations that. I easily got out of because of the four-wheel drive with no issues whatsoever. So, yeah, definitely could recommend this vehicle for sure. Um, but if you live in Wisconsin, you need to keep your vehicle stocked in the winter uh, in case of a breakdown or if you go into the ditch. Um, uh, side note, I guess. I'm going to tell a small story about a time I went in the ditch. Um, so I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And you do not have to deal with winter driving in Albuquerque. Occasionally it will snow uh, and be bad enough to stick to the roads, but not that much and not very often. So I never had any experience driving in the snow until I moved to Wisconsin. And you need practice and it takes a few years to get used to it. Uh, the proper methods for driving in the snow and um, how to get out of a skid, how to how to control yourself on ice, all that type of stuff. Uh, so I never, I didn't know all of that when I moved here. I kind of just had to wing it. But one time uh, I had a, a Dodge Durango um, and I was driving to my apprenticeship school in the morning on uh, the highway. And it had snowed the night before, but it was still snowing a little bit uh, that day. And Doing just fine in the Durango, I had no problems. It was like a 2001 Durango, had good tires on it, um, and four-wheel drive, and it did fine in the snow. So just driving along the highway, and uh, all of a sudden, the vehicle in front of me loses control and starts spinning, like doing a 360 on the highway. So I kind of uh, take my foot off the gas, slow down, and try to get out of the way of this vehicle so I don't ran, run into them and when I do that I end up losing control of my truck and doing a 180 um, but then I spin spun back around the right direction and then spun back to 180 again and crashed into the center um, cable uh, on the highway and ended up getting stuck in this cable um, while I was stuck, a tow truck or a uh, snowplow came and called the state patrol and um, said that they were going to send the state patrol out. So I had to just wait for the state patrol. And after the state patrol got done taking my um, information and uh, everything, he called a tow truck because I was stuck in, in, the, in the rail itself. But uh, as I was waiting there, it's starting to snow more and it's getting cold I'm getting close to running out of gas, so I decide to 
see what I can do rather than wait for the snowplow because it had already been like 45 minutes. So, or no, the tow truck. So I go get out of my vehicle, go in the back, and I happen to have a um, skill saw uh, with a, the battery was still good. <laughs> it was just, uh, I don't know why I put it in there, um, but it was happened to be in the back. So I used the skill saw to cut the cable and free my uh, bumper from the cable. And once I freed the bumper, I was able to use the four-wheel drive to rock myself out of the um, uh, shoulder, and I was able to get out of there and get back on the road. Um, it was awesome. It was great. I didn't have to pay for the tow truck, and I was back on the road. The only problem was I had uh, fucked up my power steering, so I had to um, you know, drive all the way back home with no power steering. But... At least I was able to get out of there and I didn't have to deal with uh, the payment of a tow truck and didn't have to st stay waiting there for five hours. I, I was able to get out of there fairly quickly. So that paid off. Um, and, w and after that happened, I started carrying all kinds of shit in my truck because I did not want that to happen again. Um, also, it happened on Veterans Day too, which was kind of annoying. I had to go to apprenticeship class but then ended up having to just call and say I couldn't make it because I got uh, in that wreck, but it was on Veterans Day. Anyway, getting back to what I've got in my truck itself. So in the cab, I've got on the driver's side door holders, I keep two sets of gloves, one for shooting and a pair of leather gloves. Um, it's always good to have leather gloves on you in case you're unloading something from your, from your truck like wood or um, building materials and you got something to protect your hands and I keep the shooting gloves in there uh, If I go to the range or go shooting, I just got them right there um, a spare pair um, They come in handy for that reason. Um, I also keep two Walmart bags just for trash or for picking up um, Who knows what uh, Walmart bags come in handy for all kinds of things I also keep a few locks, keyed locks. Uh, I've just put them in there and I kind of forgot about them, but they could come in handy for who knows what. I needed a lock the other day to lock my shed and I remembered I had two sitting in that um, drink holder. So yeah, um, I think that's it for the that door. Then in the access uh, driver's side door, I don't have a four door, I have a you know the access door that opens the opposite way. In that access door holder, I keep a pair of winter goggles, uh, my 12-volt Milwaukee drill and Sawzall and the battery charger, and some bungee cords. Um, you know, the drill and the Sawzall could come in handy for all kinds of different things. Um, and I have a bunch of Milwaukee drills, so I've just kept one in my truck for years. The bungee cords, same thing. You never know when you need a spare bungee cord to do a tie-down for whatever reason. Let's see, in the back seat, I keep one winter coat, one high-vis coat, a pair of bib overalls, a raincoat, and a spare pair of Adidas, and also my rain boots. Uh, those are, you know, obvious for obvious reasons. The winter coat for being cold, for the high-vis coat, I bring where if I have to, like, get in a breakdown, I can put that on. The overalls are, in case it's winter, and it's cold as shit. I can just throw the bib overalls on, put the coat on, and I'm good to go. And then I have a spare pair of uh, like shoes in there because in case I get my primary shoes wet, I can have another pair to put on um, or for skateboarding. Sometimes I still skateboard and I'll um, not have my skateboarding shoes on, but I can skateboard in Adidas. So um, I've got a spare pair in there all just all the time because they're, I've had them for like 15 years and they're still making it. So they just stay in my truck in case I ever need them for whatever reason. Also, I've got my uh, NEC code book, the National Electrical Code. I just keep my code book in my truck in case I need it uh, somewhere. I also have two loop pairs of large channel, channel locks. Um, I think they're 460s for a four inch pipe or anything that large. Um, you never know when you could use uh, two pairs of big channel locks. Then I also have underneath the back driver's seat is two quarts of 5W30. 
um, a jack and a tire tool um, ob for obvious reasons. Let's see, the, in the passenger side door, I've got another set of leather gloves and more bungee cords. Um, then in my center console, I've got two beanies, a balaclava, some hot hands, warmers, a few CDs, uh, and a roll of toilet paper. Um, the toilet paper obviously comes in handy when you're camping or um, for when we're in the car with the kids. If they sneeze, they can uh, got something to blow their nose on. CDs, I always keep uh, my CD case on in my um, uh, center console too, just like on top of it, because this, you never know when you want to listen to a CD and you're just tired of the streaming services. You're sick of the Pandora, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. You'd rather just listen to a CD and not be monitored or advertised to. So I've got my CD case that has all the CDs I like in them. Uh, so I always keep that in my truck uh, on top of the center console. Then in the cup holder, I keep my um, Nalgene bottle. Uh, usually I use that when I'm in the car because it fits perfectly in there. Um, I've got a purple Spirit of Systems Nalgene bottle. Um, so I always have that in there. In the cup holder, I have a spare change. I keep spare change in the cup holder for parking meters. Um, you know, you never know when you might have to use a parking meter or you might have to, you want to clean your car out or whatever. Uh, it's always good to have some quarters going on. And above the stick shift compartment, I've got some matches, a few cigars, a torch lighter for the cigars, uh, Altoids, and a few pens, and a little notebook, like a little pocket notebook. Um, I've over the years while camping, um, I've noticed these things have came in handy, so I ended up just keeping them there, and that's just where they are. I, I think I also have a pocket constitution there as well. Someone had gotten me one of those years and years ago. And I just always keep it right there in my truck for whatever reason. It's, you know, I don't want to throw it away, obviously. So that's where I keep it. Um, above the rear view mirror compartment, I keep two pairs of sunglasses. One that clips onto my regular glasses and then just a cheap pair of, you know, sunglasses. Um, in the glove box, I've got all the pertinent driving information, my insurance, whatever. Uh, the, I got the driver's manual and the spare shifter knob. That's pretty much all I've got as far as the cab goes for my truck inside. Um, there, usually there might be a few other things here and there, but that's pretty much pretty much it. Okay, um, I guess we'll talk about the bed of the truck. Um, in the bed, I keep my rucksack packed for camping purposes. So I used, usually always have my rucksack in the back of my truck packed with all the things I would need for camping, just like a... Uh, you know, clothes, um, mosquito net, sleeping bag, uh, that type of stuff. Um, compass, canteen, just a standard uh, rucksack for camping. Then I always have a, a, a full-size spade shovel for digging a hole for a fire, a hatchet, a sh little shitty one, a small handsaw, um, a spare cast iron pan, my camp camping folding chair, um, so those are my camping items. Um, the cast iron pan has came in handy lots of times when I've gone to campgrounds and all they had was a fire ring with, uh, like a grate on top. I just bring my, uh, cast iron pan, uh, throw some spam in there with some eggs and green chili and you got yourself a hell of a breakfast. So I always just keep the cast iron in the back of my truck as well. Same with my folding camping chair. Um, it's basically the standard issue army one, but I bought this one at Walmart and it's got a little compartment beneath that, you, that unzips, but it's the same standard one. It just happens to be uh, one I had gotten from Walmart. Um, I also keep a tough box with more jackets and sweaters in there. Uh, just 
uh, and some blankets just in case like if we were in a breakdown and I was with uh, Tony and the kids then there'd be enough for everyone to have a spare jacket spare gloves spare hat and blankets to keep warm if we had to stay there for any period of time I also have my sleeping bag uh, two tents um, a tarp um, two spare logs for burning. I always keep just some nice logs uh, in case I'm at a campsite or I, I suddenly go camping. I've got two logs at least to have a fire. You know, I'll just have to go gather the kindling and I've got two logs that are dry that are ready to burn. Um, then I've got a five gallon gas can filled up all the way. Um, that just always stays in the back of my truck. And uh, two yellow toe straps, some more bungee cords, a spatula, a motorcycle helmet, and camp stove. Um, so those things are always in the back of my truck underneath the camper, camper shell. Um, so I'm basically ready for virtually any situation um, that I can find myself in. Obviously, I don't have everything that I could possibly need, but I do have quite a bit of things for lots of different types of uh, scenarios and the climate that I live in is uh, you know it's snowing and cold for six months out of the year so it's kind of geared towards that um, obviously if I le lived in a different climate I might have different items you know if I lived in the desert I might have water and uh, different types of things like that um, but since I live in the Wisconsin where it's cold as shit um, I've got all those types of things uh, to prepare myself um, and they've came in handy lots, lots of times uh, throughout the years uh, pretty much everyone knows that I've got all this shit in my truck so um, it's came in handy lots of times when I've been out on the road or even just gone somewhere and somebody needed something and I happen to have it in my truck and it and it saved the day or it or at least it was um stopped somebody from having to go buy it or whatever so yeah that's kind of just my philosophy i guess on being prepared just for any situation um it's always better to be prepared than to be surprised and then be fucked you know it's better to not have to call a tow truck it's better to not have to call people to help you because then you're you're giving up some of your freedom when you have to um, call other people to help you. If you can help yourself, you might as might as well do it, you know. And not only can you help yourself, but if you've got a lot of items like this in your vehicle, you can help others as well. Um, you know, the tow straps could be used to tow another person, pull someone out of the ditch. Um, so many things could be used to help other people, uh, and that's kind of what I. The majority of the things that I've got in my truck are really to help other people. I'm not really that concerned about myself per se because I can survive in any situation if I had to. Like I'm, I don't require much. I'll be fine as long as I've got minimal amount of warmth and a cover and my basic things. I'll be good. But I carry most of that stuff for um, the kids and Tony or just in an emergency situation. So that they'll be doing good um you know so yeah that's pretty much all the things i've got in my fanny pack in my pockets and in my truck um penis purse <laughs> if you found this, any of this interesting or um whatever it'd be cool to get a email from anyone uh what do you you know what do you carry what do you what what are some good items that i didn't mention what are some interesting things that other people carry that uh, could come in handy that I could add to my um, little list here. Uh, yeah, if you want to reach out, the email is dtdimension at protonmail.com. You can find the podcast on AntennaPod, on Fountain. I just recently set up the damn uh, value for value on Fountain, um, but I don't really fully understand how to make my wallet work to send Satoshis back and forth and all that. So uh, it exists and it works. I just uh, I haven't fully figured it out yet. So you can you can 
listen on Fountain. You can listen on many different types of podcasting apps. Um, I recommend listening on a non-mainstream one. You know, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google, Apple. Uh, just get rid of those and try something new. There's so many apps out there that are independently ran where the money is being funneled into the producers, not the company. So I would recommend going for a value for value uh, podcasting 2.0 app rather than dealing with these companies that are happy to exploit the shit out of everyone, but, um, you know, never get what you pay for. You know, I'd rather pay exactly what I get to directly to the producer or to the creator rather than paying Spotify $10 a month. Uh, to only be able to listen to what they allow me to listen to, you know. Um, so yeah, think about that. Um, you can find our website at doublethoughtdimension.com. We have a Instagram dt underscore miracle monday, and that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode, and yeah, I'm glad that uh, I was able to talk about all my everyday carry items i you know i don't really talk about this type of stuff very often because i don't know if anyone cares or finds it interesting i just know i find this type of stuff interesting so maybe you will as well um but yeah uh thank you for listening and remember if you're hearing this you are the resistance